welcome to the ESPN Fantasy Football Show by Gridiron, a brand new fantasy show brought to you well by your friends at the gridiron show and coming up over the next five weeks we'll be bringing you all the big tips you need to know ahead of the 2019 season whether you're a fantasy beginner or whether you're a pro there'll be plenty for you here on the espn fantasy football show Yeah, indeed. Hello, welcome to the ESPN Fantasy Football Show by Gridiron. Sign up for the world's number one fantasy NFL game with ESPN. You can create a league, invite your friends and hold a draft at ESPN.com forward slash fantasy forward slash football. You can also download the ESPN Fantasy app to manage your team throughout the season. Available on the App Store and Google Play. I, I love in, immediately for regular listeners to the Gridiron Show that we're doing this with uh, ESPN because as my regular co-host Ollie Hunter will tell you, I am an absolute stickler for using ESPN and have literally left leagues before because they've used NFL.com and never used NFL. In fact, I should bleep that out because ESPN is clearly the superior website and app. Or the other one beginning with Y. Look, you you champion ESPN even when um, you didn't need to. But you should have done because ESPN is the best. And I know this is sounding rather sycophantic. But it's, <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's genuinely my belief. It's genuine the truth. I, I actually made a, a league switch to... It's a, it's easy. It's all in one place. The app is great. It's. I mean, you did throw your toys out the pram. Yeah, I mean, that's how you normally get things done in yeah. fantasy football, though, yeah, yeah? yeah? As we will discuss over the course of the show. Uh, coming up over the next five shows. So we're going to have a bit of a basics show for you today. Maybe you've been playing fantasy football for years we're going to talk about formats and approach and you can get in touch with us at gridiron tell us why we're stupid and why you shouldn't do it like that we're going to talk about the 2019 draft who we like in the the flex positions tight end in a kind of standard 10 12 14 team league we'll talk about draft preparations and, and strategies and approaches and then we'll actually be doing a live draft we think it's going to be on TBC, the Bank Holiday Monday, August the 26th, to make sure we've got week three of the preseason out of the way. Any injuries that you need to know about should be all done by then. Uh, and we are going to be inviting a couple of listeners on along for the live draft. So if you can be in London, specifically South Central London, on Bank Holiday Monday, get in touch with us at Gridiron on Twitter and you can get involved in the ESPN Fantasy Football Show live draft. You heard Ollie Hunter? He's going to be alongside us throughout this. We've also got a proper, actual, real fantasy football nerd, not just like me and Ollie, who like to think we know what we're talking about and then end up coming uh, 11th or 12th every year. No, wait, that's just Ollie. Uh, Tom is with us. Tom, how are you doing, sir? Hi, Will. Yeah, uh, great. Thanks, Whoa, mate. I'm, I'm pretty what about sure... me? I'm here. Uh, uh, yeah, but Will was asking Yeah, me fine, here. that's fine. Oh, we I already introduced you. Before, Ollie, so. No, but he didn't say hi to me. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's <laughs> you're, get rid of that, Will. You're uh, being really pathetic. Me and Ollie having a thing, so we <laughs> Yeah, I think you guys probably beat me in our league with Gridiron last year, didn't we? Yeah, well, I am pretty, pretty good at fantasy football when I try. And when it comes to doing a league for a podcast we're doing, I'm probably going to try quite hard. Because I think that's one of the the first keys of fantasy football, is that as much as you can adapt to it and play it however you want to play it, the main way you're going to be successful is by being on the ball, is by being ahead of everyone on waivers, yeah. is by being well-researched, is by mocking the hell out of the draft before you get to it, <laughs> out on ESPN.com, so that you are the most ready for any eventuality when somebody goes and does something stupid, like takes a quarterback number one overall and just throws everyone's strategy out of the window. So, 
Be prepared. There's lesson number one of the ESPN fantasy football show. Why has anyone ever taken a quarterback number one? I mean, I, I, I suppose some newbies end up doing so, but maybe, Tommy, you can tell us why it's not advisable to take a quarterback <laughs> number one. Yeah, it used to happen a load. I remember doing a, a live draft a few years ago, uh, and we, uh, we were sitting in a pub doing it, and the first uh, pick came out, we waited months for it, and it was Tony Romo. And it, it was kind of a <laughs> mic drop moment, and everyone went, what? what are you doing? Are you sure it wasn't the number one overall pick in the uh, announcer's draft? Because that would have been a great pick. <laughs> hey, he would be brilliant. He, he's great, uh, a great guy in the booth on the field. Yeah, he was pretty good, but you know, let's talk about that another time. Yeah, we'll kind of get onto this a little bit, but picking a quarterback first is not a good idea, because when you look at most of the time in your leagues, quarterbacks will score more points. So you go, well, they score more points. I want those guys in my team. Surely this makes sense. The issue is, of course, we're talking about relative value. So quarterbacks tend to be more bunched up the guy who you can take at the top Patrick Mahomes last year was a terrible example because that wasn't the case but certainly the guy at two or three or four quarterback is not going to be very far compared to the guy at quarterback seven or eight or nine when you compare that to uh, let's say running back for example running back number one is going to be far further ahead of running back number 10 so you want to maximize the value you want to get the most number of points in your team not look for the most number of points per player now, as we said, we're going to be kind of working across uh, the season and discussing different draft strategies, where to pick up players, where to be looking for this season, for getting some value, the kind of boom or bust guys that we like this year, who's going too high on the average draft positions on ESPN mock drafts, who it looks like they're going to be representing some real value. What you've always got to remember with these things is that I think compared to when I started playing fantasy football 10 or so years ago, the average level of research, intelligence, planning from the average league member has gone absolutely through the roof. So you could think to yourself, well, I'm not going to pick up this running back until the fourth or fifth round because I know in my mind that they're a running back two they are going to be good enough to play that second running back position, but nobody else is talking about them. And 10 years ago, that had worked fine. Now... They've listened to a podcast like this. They've done their research on the ESPN website. They've read Field Yates or Matt Berry's or whoever's articles on it. And everyone seems to be that little bit more clued up. So that's why I say preparation is, is absolutely key when it comes to, to all of that. But we kick off. We're going to talk about formats. We're going to talk about how you should approach uh, your league. If you're setting up a brand new league on the uh, ESPN Fantasy app or at ESPN.com forward slash fantasy forward slash football, uh, you need a few things. A basic knowledge of the NFL, and I would say at least nine friends. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get quite snobby throughout this podcast about the way fantasy football's played so throughout the podcast. Uh, well, just allowing true life to bleed into <laughs> yeah. the podcast. But if you are playing in anything less than a ten-team league, and if I'm being really serious, at least a twelve-team league, I'm not sure that I am. I'm taking you too seriously. Do you agree, Ollie? No, I think it's fair because ends up with. There's not much strategy. There's not much wheeling and dealing and getting the the bargains, as it were. There's not much of um, of actual skill because everyone has got a top QB. Everyone has a top running back. Everyone. So there, it it doesn't seem quite as fun. It's like if you're on Football Manager and you start off with Real Madrid. It's 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 a bit like that because you're taking you're you're already halfway there. Whereas with a ten or a twelve or a fourteen, you're going deeper into the rosters. You're you're wheeling and dealing. You're trying to to find that wide receiver three that is going to make its way make its way into wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley, for instance, would be a prime example. Ten touchdowns last year. A lot of people 
probably weren't thinking that he would have that production behind Julio Jones, but he has. And that's the kind of thing that you find when you are playing with far more people. And it's far more rewarding when you do pick someone who then ends up blowing up. And you don't tend to get that when it comes to eight-team leagues. Definitely agree. And this comes back to why we play fantasy football in the first place, right? We all come to it because we're football fans first and foremost. We love the sport. We love watching what happens. We love the excitement. It's all brilliant. Fantasy football is just another way of kind of gamifying that and having a bit of fun with it. But it should be the case that your fantasy success is reflected by the more you know about football. If you're watching every game and if you're paying attention, if you know what's going on and who's really good rather than just who people are talking about, then that should be an advantage. So agree with you. Deeper is better. So in addition to, uh, and I'm kind of giving my tips, The yeah, deeper is better. <laughs> we all got it. You made the face. Well done. Hope you got that one on camera, Joshy, in the corner filming us, which is very creepy. I can't get over it. Uh, the, um, the So the fact is, we've got, I've said already, knowing... As being as prepared as possible for the draft is, is kind of tip number one. I would say that, that tip number two is knowing your league's rules inside out because there are so many nuances to how a league can be set up. And that will affect both how the score, the point scoring happens, but also how you choose to draft, where you're going to be taking your, your earliest wide receivers, your earliest running backs, whether you're taking a quarterback earlier. And so we're going to go through some of those decisions where if you are the league manager, if you're the person setting up the kind of different decisions that you can make to make your league more fun. So starting off with the number of teams, of course, said so 10, 12, 14, you can go beyond that. That's when it gets really nerdy, when you get into kind of 16, 18, 20, 20 team territory. I think there's a danger going too many teams uh, yeah, because I, there are people that if they lose their first four, five or whatever, they just go. They lose interest because they don't have any interesting players. They've gone far too the, the, far too deep into uh, the rosters. So their number four pick probably won't even play if it's a 16 or an 18 team league. So I think for me personally, I like a 10 to a 14 team range. Ideally, a 12 is... It's, it's the best. Now, something ESPN, a move they've made over the last three seasons, in terms of the, the first big scoring thing you've got to pay attention to, most of your scoring is done through... Sorry, things. The standard yeah. things you would accept, uh, expect scoring to be through fantasy football if you've never played before. So touchdowns, yardage gained, all those kind of things. But the first big points rule you've got to pay attention to is, is your league PPR, half-point PPR, or no PPR. Willie, what do you mean by PPR? <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. I mean points per reception. So... What does that mean? Oh, OK. Fine. A wide receiver or a running back, for every 10 yards that they gain, whether that's a 10-yard catch or a 10-yard run, they gain one point. Mm-hmm. Again, this is where you pay attention to your league's rules, because I personally think, and this is how ESPN is set up as standard, that decimal points are the way you should play it. So if they gain two yards, they get 0.2 points. But... If you're in a PPR league or a half-point PPR league, then you get an extra half a point for the catch itself or a point for the catch itself. Now, you don't get that with running back carries. So immediately, if you're in a PPR league, you know that you've got a fancy either wide receivers or tight ends over running backs or ball-catching running backs. So in a league where you're playing with PPR, someone like... Uh, I was going to go right at the top and go to like Alvin Kamara or something, James but he's White. going to be high either James way. James White's a good example yeah, from James last year. White Quite or, balls. Yeah, someone like James White on the Patriots, he goes from being, in a standard league, a kind of a flex position type running back, not one of your top two guys, to being somebody who would be one of your top two guys because he's going to gain, gain you points for catching mm-hmm. the ball. So... 
PPR, non-PPR. Are you a fan either way, Tom, of which of, of a PPR or not? Yeah, so I, I personally favour half PPR. Uh, you look at kind of the history of PPR and why it existed. You know, back in the day when the league was much more running-led league, then running backs were scoring a lot more points in fantasy leagues than wide receivers. And people went, that's not right. We want them to be kind of a, a bit closer, a bit more balanced. So people came up with this great idea and said, let's put PPR in to get uh, receivers a bit higher. And that was great. Equalised them out a little bit. But of course, over the last 15 years, we've seen this revolution in the NFL towards these aerial first attacks and bombs away and everyone's throwing you know more than they're they're rushing these days 31 out of 32 teams did that last year i think and all of a sudden that means that all of these pass catchers out there are, are just far ahead of the running backs in similar scoring so i think it's probably gone a little bit too far at the moment personally i think a half point ppr balancing things out a little bit because you don't want to mess about it too much so the classic example if your wide receiver is picking up a, a, a reception and only goes for one yard you haven't really done anything right they haven't, they haven't got close to a first down it's not helping their team there's a bunch of kind of slot receivers who are going to do that sort of thing zay jones you know only ever goes for two yards on a catch but he's still got that point for a catch you get the same amount of points for the catch as you do for one yard versus a 50 yard bomb that doesn't seem right to me i don't like that i'm with you i'm a i'm a traditionalist sack off ppr Oh, I'm a half-point PPR man. I'm definitely in that region because oh, okay. I do like the extra wrinkle adds. And for me, particularly when you're coming to weighting the importance of running backs in a league where the league don't give running backs importance, look at the likes mm. of Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon, people who are holding out and not getting deals and not getting big money, is that you can easily find a running back is either going to go down, become not favoured, somebody else comes in and suddenly you've lost the value of the player that you've drafted. That's why that half-point PPR just bumps up. It's much more consistency from wide receivers over a longer period of time as well. So that's why I like the half-point. gives that little bit of balance as well. That comes into it more as well. The next point I would talk about is we are going to be focusing on redraft leagues. So that is where you are going to be drafting this season, hopefully, and this is another big pet peeve of mine, after week three of the preseason. Ideally, <laughs> why is that really? after week four. Because if you go drafting next week, and then in week three of the preseason, Julio Jones goes and tears his ACL when Atlanta face whoever they've got in week three of the preseason. That'd be really good if I could just record that off the top of my head. Then you have drafted him number 10 overall, wherever you have, and suddenly you're at a massive disadvantage to everyone else. We, I have been in a league before where they've done a... We had to draft early for availability reasons. So if a player from the first five rounds goes down injured, you get like a waiver priority that week. But it becomes so messy when you do stuff mm, like that. Yep. I just think that you say, look, the later you draft, the closer you are to that opening Thursday night, the better idea you're going to have, the more preseason snaps you're going to have, and the better idea you're going to have of injuries. Listen, I've, I've been in a league last year. I've left the league, actually. I, I was in too many leagues. But I was in a league last year. <laughs> How many leagues is too many leagues, Ollie? I was in ten leagues. Too many leagues. Too many leagues. Um, and last year, they drafted... They didn't even draft that early, but they had this thing up until the very first week of... Uh, leading up into the first game, if one of your guys, I think in any of the rounds, that's a first choice, goes down, you automatically are given the next person on the depth chart of the same team that's still available. It's messy. It's, it's too just, messy. It's way too messy. And I I was like, well, that's it's just unlucky. That's the kind of thing that happens. Um, I'm going to call out Paolo Bandini. It was his league. It was his league, yeah. 
Yeah. If you know Paolo Bandini, top Italian football expert and NFL guy for The Guardian, then it was his fault. And I'm blaming him and I'll call him out on the podcast and I have no shame. Uh, this is the thing, right? You can know a lot about sport and football and, and other sorts of football as well. But if you can't set your league up, we want no <laughs> part of you. <laughs> um, but so the, gr- the great thing about um, the ESPN stuff is that you can tweak all of these things, can't you? So you can have half point, point. You can have different flexes and, and so that's kickers be, or not, right? That's going to be the next thing we're going to get into. So we're focusing on redraft leagues. You can do a dynasty league or a keeper league, which is where you have the choices to keep players over the into the next league. draft, or a dynasty league where you keep your entire squad and you just draft rookies the next year. Uh-huh. That's yeah. When you're really getting into it, that stuff's really fun, and I like to have a mix of leagues. Yeah, (laughs) that's probably a a little bit too far along. Stay tuned for episode 17, Jams, when we're going deep. Um, And also, just to say, we'll be focusing on uh, standard snake drafts where you pick one to twelve. Tell you what is fun, and what we always do when we do our live drafts with with our live draft league is doing some kind of. We've done uh, darts, we've done mini golf, we've done uh, table tennis, we've done... Bowling. Bowling, we did uh, golf uh, driving in that electronic golf place in central London. Like All sorts of things like that to decide on the draft order. But essentially, snake draft, once you've decided on your order, you pick 1 to 12... And then you pick 12 to 1 again through each round. So if you were picking at 12, yes, you've got that first round disadvantage, but you're what we call on the swing, and you get to pick 12, but then also 13. So we that's the standard kind of draft we're going for. You can do a lot of other styles. Auction is another personal favourite of mine, where you have a budget and you you bid for players, and it gets into a whole other area of tactics. But we're going to start, focus on redraft leagues, standard snake leagues, and then... We've got to talk positions, because that's the other thing you've got to consider. Now, the standard ESPN setup is a single quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, which can be either a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end in uh, ESPN, defense or special teams, and a kicker, and then a seven- or eight-man bench on top of that. So players that you rotate into those positions based on matchups that week based on you know who you've managed to bring in off waivers all that kind of injuries thing. yada yada yeah but you can play in leagues that are two quarterback leagues which again will affect how you draft because you'll want to take a quarterback a little bit earlier have you ever been in one of those leagues i have i think two quarterback leagues are gonna have a real resurgence this year really because i think quarterbacks are the deepest they've been in the nfl for a long time i think starting quarterbacks fantasy fantasy startable quarterbacks i think there are 16 to 20 mm. this year who will be good fancy producers which means two quarterback leagues you can have two pretty amazing quarterbacks without having to go in the, like the first and third round for them but you know for me I, and I know it's fantasy I know it's all make believe and it's all stats and numbers and, 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 and that's why we all love it because it is you're, you, 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 you're seeing players and then they're producing for you and your own team I like it to be as realistic as possible. So, for instance... You like playing 12 formation yeah. with an X receiver, a slot receiver. But I don't... I, I, it's not quite that. And, you know, I don't pick up fullbacks and just play them in the, in the RB2. But there are no football teams that have two quarterbacks. Unless you're, you know... Uh, New Orleans Lamar, Saints last season. New Orleans Saints, but... You know who's picking up Taysom Hill, but that, do you know? Uh, I'm writing notes down on that. I like but do you know Hill. what I mean? I, I just like it to be realistic. Yeah. 
Because you, you want to pretend, right? There's, yes. there's a certain amount of escapism. And in your head, you want to think, I'm running this team, and it's my team, and yeah, I'm the GM, team. and I'm, I'm the I'm the judge. GM. Yeah, you're right. It's like the popular uh, football managing games uh, that we definitely won't name check. So I totally agree with you. Oh, I used to be strongly on that. I'll be honest, I've changed my mind now. Uh, so oh. I've come around to 2QB or Superflex. Superflex is where you have a, a Super flex, flex spot Super that can flex. be a quarterback. Exactly. We should record that. It's going to go well. Um so suplex is really interesting because <laughs> the problem is when you've only got one quarterback and, and it is more realistic and it, and it does give you that that belief that you need they're just not very valuable so we talked about it at the top of the episode if they're relatively interchangeable there's no value and we mm. know that in the nfl the value of quarterbacks is of course 10 times out of any other position so you've got a choice do you want a team that looks more realistic on paper yep. but actually doesn't give the value to the most important position or do you want one that gives the value to the most important position but looks weird do you know what? I think I need to have a season where it is a two-quarterback season. It's worth I, doing I, both. I, maybe I need to have that so I can, so I can, you know, be on both sides of the the coin. You know what I mean? I, maybe I'm not going to. I'm not ruling it out, but. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is really important, right? We're not here to try and tell anybody what the best settings are. We've got some of our favourites and we've got things that we like. But we are in no way going to say you should do it this way because mm. it all comes down to your personal enjoyment. If you want to play in a three-quarterback league, they exist. If you want to play in a league with doing? only one run- running back, then that can happen. But, you know, no just find something that's no fun. Kicker leagues. No, no, you're kicker out of leagues. order. Kickers are people too, <laughs> man. <laughs> we had a in our inaugural show league... Um, uh, one of the the rules was that the tight end wasn't allowed in the flex. Yeah, just a running back wide receiver flex. Not happy uh, with it. And and I've been in leagues where I didn't know this beforehand. Drafted and drafted three tight ends. <laughs> Nobody drafts three tight ends. What are you doing, Ollie? Why wouldn't you? Because there's no need for three tight ends at any time. But tight end's my favourite position. Ollie's super realistic. He's playing a blocking tight end <laughs> and an H-back I and really, a flex-back. I really did. Um, but yeah, so that goes back to knowing the rules and the parameters. Very first thing, right off from right from the bat, right from the kickoff, you've got to know whether you're who's allowed in your tight in in the flex. How many running backs? You're, actually, another thing is how many of the same position you're allowed yep. in your in your squad of however many it is what, 14 is it 15 so there's there's so many dis- different nuances to how you draft from 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 the start and then all the way through to your final pick Mr Irrelevant now we've got so you've got other ways you can set up you've also got things like no kicker league like I said you can do two flexes if you want to have a really expansive high scoring league two kickers you can do no two kicker leagues I've never been in a two kicker league I have to say don't I'm not even think sure it's a if terrible it's an idea Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Tom's trying to weight more importance to kickers. Who wants that? Like, oh, I want the extra point move back to the 40-yard line. Come oh, on, Tom. Oh, I'd like you to uh, say that to a friend of the show, Morton Anderson. Yeah, I will. Don't you yeah? worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Give you should. Ring. Yeah, you should. Uh, <laughs> um, IDP leagues, which is another personal favourite of What's mine. What's an IDP league again? So when you're talking about the defensive or special teams position, you have one team so you pick the Minnesota Vikings and for every sack every interception every not tackle that's in IDP but for the points allowed points swing all those kind of things you score points over the course of a game when it comes to IDP leagues you pick yourself linebackers defensive linemen edge rushers safeties corners the lot and you actually have a whole separate team of defensive players and have to think about all that as well which i love but again 
we'd need to get to at least episode 17 if we were going to do IDP, <laughs> I'm afraid, Tom. He's sitting there going, I want to talk about it. Yeah, love some IDP. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, it's not for everybody, right? We want to play fantasy with, with our at least nine other mates and we all want to have a good time and for some people that's not learning every last thing about the nfl now we're sitting here and we're pretty obsessive guys so we probably know a lot of this anyway but a lot of people just want to watch the nfl and watch those big passing plays and the big offensive uh, brilliance and if that's the stuff that you want to follow then absolutely team defense is probably for you so our standard setup for the kind of league we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking probably about a 10 12 14 team league I think half-point PPR, the ESPN standard. It's a redraft league with the standard setup and with a snake draft. That's what our, when we're talking about positions we like, about depth, about draft strategies, etc. That's the kind of league we're going to discuss. We'll probably throw in some thoughts about players will have more value in a PPR, etc. as we go along. But that's the kind of standard league setup we're going to look like. Tweet us at Gridiron if you've got anything you particularly like. Now, over the coming episodes, we are going to be looking at the positions, where we, who we like there, who we would fancy taking, where we think there's some real value in later rounds, etc. And we're going to talk about preparing for the draft. Strategies going in, how you approach the draft, how you make sure you're flexible for the draft. But the, immediately the first thing to say is that if you want to get involved in fantasy, sign up for the world's number one fantasy NFL game with ESPN. Create a league, invite your friends, go to ESPN.com forward slash fantasy football. You can download the ESPN fantasy app to manage your team throughout the season on the App Store or Google Play on your phone. And trust me, if you work Sundays, it's absolutely key that you get that notification at half past five going, set your lineup, and then you realise you're in eight leagues and you've got to somehow do it all in the space of 25 minutes. Uh, is that just me? No? Okay. Uh, but you can get in there, you can search around the app, you can look at the draft positions, at the expert recommendations, you can start mock drafting now, that's all live on the ESPN website really getting an idea of the draft system works. Start doing your research now, and I promise when we get to that final week before the season, you'll be in the best position to draft well and win your league. So, thank you for listening. At Gridiron on Twitter, go download the ESPN Fantasy app, go to ESPN.com forward slash fantasy forward slash football to sign up for a league. Another episode coming for you next week. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you, Tom. Ollie, you've got your hand up. Any final thoughts? I do have a final thought. Now, for those that have just been listening and been thinking, oh, fantasy football, it's a bit daunting, or... Um, oh, wow, or, these guys are really teaching me to suck eggs with this first episode. Or, or well, there is that, but... Or, I don't do any fantasy football, um, I don't want to get into it. I think, actually, it's a brilliant thing to do. A lot of us really only concentrate on our own teams, and we know most of our roster, 1-53, to 53, right? Yeah. Um, and some of, the, some of the big players in and around our divisions or, or, or in the league. But if you do fantasy, you start caring about other players and you start getting more and more into football. And I think it's the best way of, of going from like a casual fan to like not a proper fan, but getting really far Hardcore more. Fan. Yeah. Really getting more into it and understanding the game a bit more. So I think it's the next step. So if you aren't in a fantasy league, um, just see if you can join one. You can join them online. You can join them with with randomers on ESPN as well. So just just get it done. It's a great way of of learning more about football and and about other players. And honestly, you don't need nine mates who do know about the NFL. You can go on social media. You can go on the NFL UK Facebook page. There's always people looking for people to take part in leagues. There, I think it's more fun if you're are doing it with your friends and you can set kind of. 
you can set we were saying earlier about the setting of the rules that's one thing we do the winner of the league each season in one of the leagues we're in sets a new rule for the next season so that could become a two quarterback league or something like that there's a league that um matthew berry's in who hosts the espn uh, us fantasy football show where there's 13 members of the league and each year the winner gets to kick someone out for a season and the person who was kicked out the previous year gets back in again for that year. So once every year, one of the 13 people isn't involved in the league. That's great. Absolutely brutal. I've seen people getting tattoos and maybe don't go that far, but it's a really good way of connecting with your football supporting friends, of enjoying Red Zone even more because you're following your teams, all of that great stuff. It's really, really good fun. So go ahead to the ESPN website and you'll hear more from us on the ESPN Fantasy Football Show by Gridiron uh, right here at Gridiron on Twitter. All that good stuff. Hello, you're listening to the Horse Ramble Daily where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org.